This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Another fine edition of Curd and Long with my guy Ryan Horvat. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Bet MGM tonight weeknights. While you're watching your games, make sure to have him, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu on your BetQL radio dial uh, or streaming on the Odyssey app and listen to all the in-game betting advice they have, maybe some betting advice for the West Coast games, uh, whether it be the NBA basketball or college basketball, whatever the case is. Uh, so make sure to check those guys out weeknights. Nights again, bet MGM tonight. So, last we talked was uh, Monday about the season wrapping up and being over with. And now, today, we are blessed on the day we're going to do our podcast that Joe Barry, Packers defensive coordinator, is fired by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, your thoughts on that transaction earlier today? Yeah, I mean, you never like want anybody to lose their job, right? I feel a little dirty celebrating a guy losing his job, so I'm not going to like celebrate it on social media. I think Joe Barry is a fine linebacker coach. I think that there's probably a spot for him in the National Football League or at the collegiate level, maybe doing that job, or he could go be the defensive coordinator somewhere else. You know, maybe a team with a bunch of talent, like an Aaron Donald and, you know, uh, like a bunch of dudes. But um, I just – I don't really like the Joe Barry defense, to be quite honest. And so uh, I think it was time for Joe Barry to go. So no big surprise, really. Um, I think it was just time. Uh, But, again, yeah, I feel – uh, a little sleazy cheering for a guy to get fired. But, like, you know, I mean, look at even the games that the defense played well against uh, or good against, you know, good down the stretch. It was against Chicago. It was against, you know, Minnesota. And then, uh, you know, I mean, they played all right against San Francisco, but also they didn't have to go against Debo Samuel. And there was some weather, and Brock Purdy couldn't hang on to the ball, couldn't hold on to the ball. So uh, I think it was time for Joe Barry to go. So I'm uh, pretty happy about it. I uh, will say I was surprised uh, that they fired Joe Barry. Now, again, we just got done with a firing in Milwaukee with Adrian Griffin of the Bucks. 
I think that was a surprise uh, to many people. Then Reese Hoskins uh, signs from the Phillies to the Brewers as a first baseman. I think that was another surprise. I don't think anybody thought the Brewers would spend the money to get Reese Hoskins. So that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, And then the very next morning here on Wednesday, Joe Barry gets fired. And I really did not think uh, that Matt LaFleur would let them uh, move on from Joe Barry. And I know everybody says, well, it's Matt LaFleur's LaFleur's decision. Yeah, maybe. But I promise you, Brian Gutenkunst and Mark Murphy uh, had conversations and, and with Matt LaFleur about how this whole thing was going to play out, as they do probably most years before they make these type of decisions. And this is a situation here where this had to be very, very difficult for LaFleur because you know when they hit rock bottom, whether you want to say that was the Baker Mayfield perfect quarterback rating game or if you want to say the Carolina Panther game where he gave up 30 points to that putrid Carolina offense with Bryce Young, uh, at quarterback, after you get past the Panther game, they did start playing better. They were blitzing a little bit more. I think they were playing a little bit more man. Uh, they were using Darnell Savage a little bit different. They, they made adjustments. They, they, they did some different things. Uh, they started getting more natural pass rush uh, from uh, their guys up front that they weren't necessarily getting consistently uh, earlier in the year. And so things were going in the right direction. And then when you beat Dallas, and you should have beat the San Francisco 49ers, I just thought in my mind that there was no way they were firing Joe Barry at that point because he clearly had shown that he had figured it out. Now, the one thing that maybe works against Joe Barry is this same thing happened last year where after the bye week, remember they had a late bye week, after that late bye week, all of a sudden that Packers defense played much better, and I'm guessing that was a sell job from LaFleur. Oh, he figured it out. Here we go. Okay, man, fine. But then they come back, and it's same old, same old, and now he figures it out again at the end. Again, when Matt LaFleur gets involved, it appears. Uh, and this time, it doesn't appear. Matt was able to uh, have the same sell job as he was last year. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, okay, so there was some good stuff towards the end of the season. He had to make some adjustments. They played a little bit more man defense on third downs, you know, when they had the right personnel, meaning when they had Jair back, which, man, that's a whole other issue. But, um, you know, like, also mixed in the final two months of the season, like you said, with the Panthers, Bryce Young had his best game of his career as a rookie. Like he didn't look good the rest of the season and he goes off for 300 plus passing yards. Tommy DeVito, who will never start again in this league, most likely is NFC player of the week. Baker Mayfield had a fine season, but he should never go into Lambeau field and have a perfect QB rating. No other quarterback had ever done that besides Aaron Rodgers. So you know, like there was some good, but there was a lot of bad too. And like you said, man, what works against him is that this is kind of the same thing that happened, you know, last year, even the year before that. And it's, I think it's just time to make a change because Brian Gutekind, you know, you got to think about him. He's, he's hit on, it looks like he's hit on Jordan Love and it looks like he's hit on the last couple drafts, but you know, there's still a bunch of first round picks or second round picks on the defensive side of the ball that he wants to see probably if he could get the most out of some of these guys. And so you know, I, I think that he's got to get a new guy in there, a new voice in there, a new philosophy, a new scheme to kind of figure out if these guys could play and if they're deserving of second or third contracts or if, you know, and I, and I think a lot of these guys probably are gone. I think they're going to kind of have to rebuild this defense on the fly. You know, that's why they're taking guys like Van Ness, and that's why they paid Rashawn Gary, and hopefully we get more than one sack the final eight weeks of the season next year. But uh, you know, that's that's the other thing, man. He probably looks at some of these guys' numbers and he's like, I just paid Rashawn Gary a hundred plus million dollars, man. I know that this guy could be a double digit stack guy, so we gotta get some help and we also gotta get a new voice in here. So I think it just makes sense to move on from Joe Barry. It sucks, man, but that's the NFL. You know what I mean? Like Bill Belichick just got fired, the greatest coach of our generation. Uh Pete Carroll just got fired. 
Nick Saban just retired. Like, it, it, I mean, that's a different story. But, like, in the NFL, it rarely ends good. Mike Vrabel just got fired. Who the hell else would have had the Tennessee Titans as the number one seed in the playoffs three years ago? No, I agree with you 100%. I'll go back to Rashawn Gary. So, do you feel yeah. like it's fair to say, okay, Rashawn Gary, you know, you've had a half a sack the last several weeks of the season, um, and we're going to put it on your defensive coordinator. To me, the position that Rashawn Gary plays, it's on Rashawn Gary to beat a one-on-one. Joe Barry can't beat a one-on-one for him. How does Joe Barry get lumped into being responsible for Rashawn Gary not doing his job? Yeah, I mean, that's true. He he, he probably doesn't. I mean, that's, that's on Rashawn Gary. I'm just saying that when you're Goot, when you're the general manager of a team, you got to look at it like, I mean, what are you going to do, man? You're going you're gonna to trade Rashawn Gary? You're going to cut him, or are you going to bring in another coordinator and try to get him some help, maybe on the defensive line, maybe a, maybe a couple more pass rushers? I like Preston Smith, and, uh, you know, Van Ness showed well when he did get out there, especially the second half of the season. But, I mean, you know why the Baltimore Ravens are still playing football and the Kansas City Chiefs? They have multiple guys that could get after the quarterback. You can't just have one guy, or that guy's going to get double teamed. Hell, even look at the – Cowboys Packers playoff game. Do you even remember Micah Parsons barely being out there? I don't, and that's because um, Green Bay was able to do some interesting stuff and, and neutralize them. So uh, I don't know that the new coordinator is going to help Rashawn Gary have have a bunch of sacks or anything like that. But I do think it was definitely time to bring somebody new in. It's going to it's going to be interesting to see uh, which way they go schematically with the coordinator that they hire because the defense that they play is similar to what Staley played uh, with the Chargers and what they do with the Rams and so forth. More of a zone defense, not as man-to-man, much man-to-man, want to keep it in front of you, want to get pressure up front. That's kind of the way of the McVay-Shanahan-type defense. That's how they try to do it. Uh, the, the Wink Martindales of the world, those type of defenses normally don't partner up with one of these Shanahan coaches uh, running their offense. So from that standpoint, if it's going to be more of the same schematically, I don't know how much more it's really going to change going forward with the same personnel and the same type of scheme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and that's why, I mean, I tweeted out that I don't want Brandon Staley. Uh, Nor do I. I think it'll be, it'll be the same stuff, you know? And you could say, well, man, Brandon Staley did a good job with the Rams. Yeah, they had Aaron Donald and they had Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even know if Jair's going to be back. And, you know, Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary are fine players, but they're not Aaron Donald. So, um, I don't want him. Like I said, man, I don't even – I want one of these, like, fiery young guys that wants to make a name. Like, I want Robert Sala before he was Robert Sala, the head coach, when you would see him on the sidelines in San Francisco, pretty much headbutting guys. He doesn't have to be a total meathead, but, you know, I I like what they were doing. I don't want, like, a Wink Martindale – I want a guy like a Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, because they could play some man, they could play some zone, they could get natural pressure. If not, they could blitz. You know, you need, but you need the right pieces too, man. Like Darnell Savage Jr., I know Pro, Pro, Pro Football Focus had him as a, a top five coverage grade in the playoffs, but if you watch, if you have the eye test, you can see, man, that he, he can't tackle, he shies away from contact, and he ain't it. Owens ain't it. You need a safety. If you want to run some of this stuff, like you need a safety like Kyle Hamilton in Baltimore. You can play him in the box. He's good in coverage. He's like the ultimate chess piece, and Green Bay just doesn't have that guy. So I think that they have to do a good job here in this draft and in the next draft because you don't win in the National Football League by signing dudes in free agency. I mean, you brought up Jesse Bates. That was a solid pickup for Atlanta. And if that kind of guy is out there this offseason, I would entertain it. But just hit on the right dudes in the draft and bring in a coordinator, you know, that – 
I don't like a guy that just you know what he's going to bring to the table every week, like a Wink Martindale. He's just going to blitz the hell out of you. I would rather have a guy that's going to scheme or he's going to game plan for opponent. You know what I mean? Like he knows if he's going to play against the Kansas City Chiefs, he's going to play a bunch of zone defense, too high shell. That's when the Joe Barry defense actually works out. You take away the over-the-top stuff from Mahomes and make him beat you with the underneath stuff, you know? But you could also play man against the right quarterbacks. You know? And so, so that's what I'm hoping for. I, I don't – I don't really have a name, though. You know, I, I see people tweeting about, like, Mike Vrabel. I, Mike Vrabel's the head coach. I don't think he's going to take a demotion to go and be a defensive yep. coordinator. He might be, you know what I mean? Like, he might be a better head coach than Matt LaFleur, at least in his eyes especially. Why is he going to go and take that job? So, I, I wouldn't – Jim Leonard, how about that? Yeah, we'll talk about these names. We're going to do that coming up next. Andy Herman put out a whole big list of possible candidates, and we can go through some of these and get Ryan Horvath's opinion. I'll give you my opinion as well. Kurt and Long, uh, download it on your Odyssey app or download your favorite podcast at Normally, we're streaming on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. However, I can't get my microphone to work with StreamYard today, and therefore, I'm in a production studio with Ryan Horvath on a phone, so you will not find this episode on YouTube, only here, uh, wherever you are listening to it currently. Come back. We'll talk about some of these possible defensive coordinator candidates. And Jeremy Fowler of ESPN already uh, put out a couple of names that would have ties to the Green Bay Packers. We'll discuss those two straight ahead here on Curtin Long. Hey, it's C. Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Follow Ryan Horvat at Ryan Horvat. Of course, catch him weeknights, BetMGM Tonight with Trista Crick and Nick Ashu during the games. They talk about in-game betting, look ahead to the next games as well. Plus, uh, as breaking news happens uh, in the world of sports, we'll talk about that too. Fun, entertaining show. Make sure to check that out on your B uh, BetQL stations uh, near you. Uh, all right, Andy Herman uh, from the Pack Day Podcast put out a list of uh, candidates uh, and want to see kind of what your thoughts are on some of these guys. Number one, uh, and he didn't put these in any specific order, he said. Uh, number one is Jim Leonard. I will say Jim Leonard is my number one target. That's who I'd want. They interviewed him before uh, before they hired Joe Barry. Word has it they offered him the job. He declined. He wanted to stay at Madison because I think he thought he was going to be re- the guy to replace Paul Christ eventually. Obviously, then Chris gets fired. Uh, Leonard's out of a job uh, as well. Uh, and they move forward. Uh, with Fickle uh, and Trestle as defensive coordinator. Now, last year he was a consultant for Brett Bielema helping out that defensive staff down there at Illinois. I believe he still lives in the Madison area. So, to me, that is the easy pick up the phone, make the call, offer the job like you did the last time. I think he takes it and problem is solved. I don't know if he plays the exact same scheme that you know is matched up with uh, what they normally have with these Shanahan offenses, but I think he proved his worth uh, in college at Wisconsin, having top five defenses every year, uh, and identifying talent. I think is part of it too, because when you recruit, you identify the talent that you want to play in your system. So when you start talking about a guy that's going to come in uh, and run a system, you want to have him have some say uh, in the draft and so forth. Well, he's been attached to the college game for the last several years, so he knows exactly how good some of these guys are and how they would fit into his system. So that's a bonus pop as you have you know five picks in the first three rounds of the draft as far as helping yourself out with the draft. So Jim Leonard would be my numero uno target. You mentioned Leonard right before we went to break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Jim Leonard a lot, you know, and he's still young. He's only 41 years old, and like you said, they had a top five, top ten defense every year in the Big Ten uh, under Jim Leonard. And I, 
I think I don't know what Jim Leonard wants though. You know what I mean? I thought maybe he wanted a head coaching gig. He wanted to stick around, like you said, in Madison. But um, you know, a lot of people that I talk with about college football, you know, are wondering like, what's Jim Leonard's next move? You know, why isn't he taking any of these coordinator jobs? These are there's some really good jobs out there right now. So maybe he just has interest in either being a head coach or has interest in uh, you know going to the NFL. I, w- I would love that though. You know what I mean? Like like uh, a young dude could relate to the dudes in the locker room, played the game. That matters sometimes. You know, guys like playing. Play the, the position players. that they suck at. Play the position. Yeah, they pl- exactly. Play the position that we've sucked at, like, historically, really. So I would really like that hire, man. Um, I would like the Jim Leonard hire a lot. I wanted it last time, though. I wanted Jim Leonard, not Joe Barry. So nothing's changed here for me. What about Evero with the Carolina Panthers? Now that staff is kind of up in the air right now as uh, they're still trying to find a head coach or whatever they're going to do. Uh, my my uh, friend of mine, that's who his number one is, uh, bringing in as a defensive coordinator. What do you think of him? Yeah, I mean, I like him, you know, enough. I, I got to be honest. I mean, I, the Carolina Panthers are such a tough watch for me that it, it, it's hard to do. So I'm um, not going to sit here and tell you I know, like, everything about him. That's probably the team I, I, I watched the least this year. But, I mean, the defense wasn't the issue this season. The defense actually kept them in most games. I like the scheme enough. So, I wouldn't hate it. I'd rather have Jim Leonard, but yeah, man, I, I'd be all for that. What about Mike Zimmer, the former Vikings uh, head coach who is out there? Now, again, we start talking about guys and their ages and so forth. Zimmer a little bit older, but has had success in the NFL. Yeah, the thing about Mike Zimmer, though, man, he's he, is he crabby, and he's, he's, he's older. He's 67 years old, so... I mean, that works sometimes. It works with guys like Vic Fangio, wherever he goes. Guys love him, and his scheme always works. You know, Mike Zimmer, is his ego going to, uh, you know, allow him to be a defensive coordinator after being a head coach? If so, I mean, this has worked out. Like, you know, I know they just got embarrassed by Green Bay, but it worked out for Dan Quinn. Um, You know, he's a great defensive-minded dude, and he's tough as hell. So I would like Mike Zimmer um, if – but, like – I would want, I would want to know a little bit more, you know, going in there, like about Mike Zimmer and how he's going to like relate to the dudes. Because towards the end, he wasn't getting along with players in Minnesota. He didn't really get along with Kirk Cousins at the end there, which I get it; it's understandable. But that'd be the only thing, man. I wouldn't want him getting the job being crabby and then, like, fighting with Jair or Kenny Clark every other week. Uh, Brandon Staley, another name. We, neither one of us want him. We know that. What about Rex Ryan? I say absolutely not. I don't want his personality in that locker room around these young guys. Yeah, I think he's more of a veteran-type team guy uh, that's already established. I don't want him around young players. See, like, call me crazy. I just I don't see any of this happening. Like, I don't see Mike Zimmer. I don't see Rex Ryan leaving ESPN where he's making a ton of money. You know, to sit and and do like what one show, two shows per week, and a couple hits. I just I don't think that's. We've been talking about people have been talking about Rex Ryan the last couple of years. I don't even know that he wants to coach if he wants to go. Back, oh no, so. he wants to coach because he brought up what what job was it? Was it the Eagles job? I, there yeah, was he some job. No, 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 defensive coordinator. There was a job opening that he said he was calling on, and he couldn't even get the head coach to call him back. And I don't remember what team it was. And he said who it was. It was during the season with a team that was struggling defensively, and he had said he had reached out the previous offseason and couldn't even get the guy to call him back. 
I don't remember who it was, but yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think he probably still has interest. You know, once you have that bug, man, you just you can't shake it. I mean, Gruden had a cushy job in that broadcast <laughs> booth, and he came back. That's true. That's true, man. I I don't know though. I don't know how Rex Ryan works out in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So that's why I like. I just think Jim Leonard works out. Ultimately, I think it ends up being Brandon Staley. Unfortunately. God, no, 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 I, no, no, no. I'm not going to accept that. I'm not. We'll no. be doing yoga at no. Field on the field. No, no, that's, we're not. That's what I think no. happens. You know, because it just doesn't seem like Brian Gutekind or like the Green Bay way to bring in like Mike Zimmer or Rex Ryan. Okay, I got you know, some Jim others. Leonard made complete sense, but that didn't end up happening. So now I feel like it's going to be another one of these LaFleur guys and it's going to end up being Staley. All right, there's some more. At me. All right, Harbaugh. By all accounts, is bringing Minter with him if he takes an NFL job, the defensive coordinator in Michigan. That's been the report. If Harbaugh goes back to Michigan, and apparently they've got a boatload of money for him to make him the highest-paid coach in in college football, if he goes back, would you entertain going after Jesse Minter to leave Michigan to come and be the D coordinator for the Packers? I would. I I like him. him. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and I think that he would. what he does, what he runs, would translate to the NFL as well. And, uh, yeah, that's the kind of guy that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Because I think when it's all said and done, he might want to be a head coach. And that's the kind of guy that I want to be my defensive coordinator. I want a young guy in his 30s and his 40s, you know, that's going to work his ass off. You know, that's what I worry about with, like, Zimmer and and Rex Ryan is if, like, things aren't going well, you know, they might just be like, ah, whatever, we're old, we're crabby, whereas young guys. Like, even before this year, man, I thought, like, for, like, a three-week stretch, four-week stretch, his play calling was so lazy against Denver and then against Vegas. And then he went back to the drawing board, switched some things up and worked his ass off because, you know, he's not Bill Belichick. He's not Pete Carroll. And he wants to stick around this league. And he doesn't have seniority. So that's what I'm looking for. Um, I would love that. Thing is, though, man, and we've had people on, I've talked to people that do think that Harbaugh ultimately goes back to Michigan where he'll just be a king. But I think he goes to the NFL. I think he's with Justin Herbert. I don't know where he goes. Um but wherever he goes, he'll be successful. We know that much. Here's another one. Yes. Not on Andy Herman's list, but I've seen others bring it up. Glenn Schumann, the defensive coordinator at Georgia, considering all the Georgia dudes you have on this defense. What do you think of him? Uh, so, like, I feel like that's kind of like uh, – no, in fact. I feel like that's kind of like plug-and-play hire right now because of the dudes that they're recruiting there. Yeah. And I just think Kirby is like Saban, man, where he has his fingerprints – there's not like there's not many more dudes like this anymore. You're either like an offensive minded head coach or a defensive minded head coach. But like that program is where they're at because of the recruiting that Kirby's done and the coaching job that Kirby's done. I mean, I, I do like Dan Lanning. He was the defensive coordinator at Georgia, but then like he left and they didn't skip a beat. He's one of the best head coaches in the country, obviously. He just got offered the Alabama job. You know what I mean? So that would be the only concern. And, and the other thing is, man, the Georgia defense, like I don't want to. They don't get any pressure on the quarterback. Like if you look at their sack numbers, they're they're always like outside the top seventy-five in the country. Even with all those stud defensive linemen, I just I want I want a coordinator that's like that's the number one thing: creating havoc and creating natural pressure, or getting after the quarterback. You know, and I would love to do it without having to blitz because all these quarterbacks that we're going to see in the playoffs the blitz alive. Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, you know what I'm saying? Pat Mahomes. Yep. Granted, he's in the AFC. But, 
Yeah, yeah. That's I'm good on that hire. No, thank you. All right, two names by Jeremy Fowler of ESPN from earlier today. On Packers defensive coordinator search, a few names with ties to the team. Jerry Gray, who of course was assistant head coach uh, over there uh, with Green Bay from 2020 to 2022, uh, and of course was in Atlanta. Uh, and yeah, obviously Ryan Nielsen could bring him with to Jacksonville. Uh, Jerry Gray, highly respected, I think, in the locker room, but an older type guy. What do you say about Jerry Gray? Mm. Nah, I'm good on Jerry Gray, man. I mean, like, I wouldn't hate it. I would like Jerry Gray more than I would like Brandon Staley. Yes, agreed. But, Same. Yeah, man, I don't really want, like, an unproven guy. I, I want a guy that I could that I could trust. And, I mean, like, going back really quick to Jim Leonard, because I keep talking about him. But, like, I know he hasn't proven anything at the NFL level, but he played at the NFL level and then proved everything that he needed to prove to me coaching at, you know, Wisconsin at a, at a, at a highly elite level program. So, um, yeah, it, I, not not as the defensive coordinator. More, like, as, a, as an assistant coach, I'd be cool with, but not the coordinator. Chris Harris uh, of the Titans, he interviewed uh, last time, uh, with the Packers, uh, he's in the mix uh, as well uh, this cycle. What do you say about him? Yeah, again, it's just like I don't know. Like, what is his scheme? What does he want to run? Um, uh, that's a big question mark for me. I probably would stay away from Chris Harris. Um, you know, again, like I wouldn't hate him as an assistant coach or a co- you know, I don't I don't know about the defensive coordinator though. I just I don't know enough about him. Al Harris is the other one, not brought up by Fowler, but brought up by a lot of fans. I'm not a big fan myself. I wouldn't bring him in. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, man. Again, like when we talk about these former players, like it's fun to talk about, like Al Harris or, or Leroy Butler going to coach the defense. But I just like these offenses now, man, are so complicated to defend that you you said it best, like with Jim Leonard. Um, you know, he uh, like the. It's funny because, like, college football, we were always like, oh, man, this quarterback will never work out in the NFL because all he does is everything's from shotgun. You know what I mean? Like, there were people that were saying what Pat Mahomes was doing at Texas Tech wasn't going to translate, wasn't going to work. Um, you know, RG3, granted, he got hurt right away. But there's guys, like, that's why I want one of these young coordinators that has seen it all. And I just, I don't know, like, Al Harris and, like, some of these guys, not saying that they don't know ball, but no, I, I, want, I don't want a first-time coordinator. All right, take a quick time. I'll come back on the other side. I'm going to spend a couple of minutes on this Jair Alexander stuff that's floating around social media. We'll do that up next. It is the Curtin Long Podcast. Download on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcasts at. Catch most of these shows streaming live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. Back after this on Curtin Long. Hey, it's C Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM. The fan, follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. There he is, Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight, weeknights, uh, part of the BetQL Radio Network with uh, Trista Crick and Nick Ashu. During the game, uh, follow along with in-game betting, follow along, get their ideas on the West Coast games for, you know, college basketball, NBA, whatever the case may be. Uh, so make sure to check those guys out on the nearest BetQL Radio affiliate for you or just stream it on your Odyssey app. All right, Jair Alexander appears to be kind of trolling people on social media, acting kind of like his time is up in Green Bay and thanking everybody for his six years in Green Bay, yada, yada, yada. People are saying it to me. I'm like, he's trolling you. Settle down. I don't see how they move on and trade Jair Alexander at this point. I, I, I would be absolutely stunned. You don't have a number two cornerback at this point, Ryan. How in the world are you going to trade one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL when you don't even have a number two? 
It's a great question. Unless, you know, it's something that we don't know about, something that's going on in the locker room. I mean, it was really weird that he took the field. I'd never seen that. I've been watching football my entire life. I had never seen anybody just hijack the coin toss and go out there when they weren't a captain. You know, and that really pissed LaFleur off. He got disciplined. He got suspended. He came back. He said the right stuff. He played a pretty good game, especially against Dallas before he got hurt again. But, you know, they might be looking at this like, yo, Jair hasn't been fully healthy in three years. Jair shies away from contact. Jair is still a really good corner, but we're paying him like an elite corner. And if you look at the pro football focus grade and the advanced stats, the nerd stuff, he didn't play like an elite corner. Yeah, still the best thing that we got, but we could move off of this deal and we could bring in guys that want to be here guys that aren't going to go and hijack the coin toss, guys that do it the Green Bay way. Like, that's important to this organization, obviously. I bitch about it every offseason. I want mean guys. They want Tyler Van Ness. You know what I'm saying? So, like, maybe Jair's ego in that locker room is too big right now, and that's a young team, and maybe they're going to move on from David Bakhtiari, and maybe they're going to move on from Jair Alexander since they're financially able to, you know, and and – they're just going to go young because last year was supposed to be a rebuild, but it wasn't a rebuild. They were two games away from a Super Bowl. And, you know, the offense probably not going to skip a beat as long as LaFleur doesn't get lazy with his play calling, helps Jordan Love out. Either you bring back Aaron Jones or, you you know, you, you replace him with some super talented dudes in the draft, whatever you want to do there. But that's the only thing that I'm thinking, right, is they're like, yo, you're acting like an elite corner. You're not you're not an elite corner anymore. You're a good corner. You're a very good corner. But we're paying you to be Jalen Ramsey from three years ago. We're paying you to be Richard Sherman. And you're not you're not putting up those type of numbers. And also, man, like is as obnoxious as those guys were, Richard Sherman and, you know, some of the top corners, uh Dion even, like they never went out there and hijacked the coin toss and then got suspended for disciplinary reasons. You know what I mean? So like I don't know. I, I just the last couple of weeks were pretty weird with the Jair stuff. So it would make sense that they would want to move on from him. But like you said, man, you better be trading for another corner. You better be hitting free agency for another corner. Or unfortunately, man, like the first round, we're going back to the days of drafting corners every year. So get 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 used to, you know, the Demarius Randalls and those kind of guys or, or safeties every year. So I, I, I could see this being it though for Jair because of, because of all that. Couldn't you? This is my thing. If you're going to trade Jair Alexander, what is fair return then? Right? So is fair return a first round pick? Is fair return a second oh. round pick? Is fair return a first and a fourth, a first and a fifth? Like what exactly is fair? Because you have to find a replacement. So yes, you have one first. So you could take a corner there, but you're going to need more than one. So you're going to need another one to take another one. Now again, thankfully in this draft, there's several that are going to go in the first round. Plus you have two seconds, two thirds, so you can make up some space there. Maybe you end up drafting like three corners in the first three rounds again. Uh, but they have to get good draft compensation back. I'm not trading Jair Alexander for a third round pick. Like that's not happening. That might be all you get. I, I definitely think a second's probably that probably the best you get because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, top ten definitely, and they got one first round pick. They got Lucas Van Ness. You know, and, yeah, but and he's get, like, older than Dirty. Kept, kept talking about retirement. Jair's not yeah. going to retire. No, no, but like, yeah, Rodgers also was like, hey, I'll commit to playing two, three years, and that was a Jets team that. With a quarterback away, they thought, from winning the Super Bowl. So, 
Um, you know, and, and they let that thing drag out, and that's the most that they got. I, I don't think you're getting a first-round pick for Jair. If you're a team, you know, and you have a, an available first-round pick, why not just draft uh, Cooper DeGene or, or draft yes. one of these kids? You know what I mean? Well, why are you going to trade for Jair, who's already going to be on, what, his third deal? And, and, and then, you know, you're risking a corner. Corners don't get better the older that they get. They only get worse. You know what I mean? 28, 29. DB is like the is, is like the running back position. Like it's like the wide receiver and tight end position. Like when these guys, you know, I was so pissed off about Jordy when when they <clears throat> lowballed Jordy, but it made sense because Jordy was washed. You go back and I think he still would have had a big year because of Aaron. I think he would have caught double digit touchdowns. But ultimately, they made the right decision. The, the only reason they didn't make the the right decision was because they cut old ass Jordy to bring in old ass wash Jimmy Graham. You know what I mean? Like if they would have went younger, then I would have been cool with the move. But it's like when you lose it, that's what somebody told me, though. Like when you lose it, you lose it quick. And and we're kind of seeing that right now with Travis Kelsey, right? Like last year in the playoffs was dominant. And I know he's had two good playoff games, but that's the same thing. Because him and Mahomes have that same uh, relationship that Rodgers and Jordy did. So he's always going to have seven receptions and two touchdowns and big games and stuff like that. But he's clearly lost a step. And maybe like they look at Jair this year and they're like, hey, you know, like, what's the excuse for you playing like crap for your coverage grade being the lowest it's been since your rookie year? You know what I mean? Like, how, how, is it the shoulder? Like, this is year three dealing with the shoulder. I mean, so that, that was – I mean, that was two years ago he hurt the shoulder. Right. That was the year that they lost to San Francisco in the divisional round. He came back to that game and didn't want to tackle anybody. So he's never healthy. He's got this crazy ego. And I, I don't know, is he a leader in that locker room? I don't think so. I think he's just kind of his own dude. And I like Jair. I'm not here to, like, rag on the guy. I want him back in Green Bay. I think he'll have a bounce back year. If he goes elsewhere, you know he's going to be an all-pro. But that's not the like that's not the way that they see some of these things. And I, I would actually be more surprised now with that post if him and David Bakhtiari were back. Now, Bakhtiari, you like save good. money on. But with Jair, right. according to SpotTrack, you don't. Look, he's going into his age 27 season next year in 2024, right? He's going to have a cap hit of $23.9 million. Bakhtiari's is like 39 The dead cap number is more than the cap hit at 27.4. It doesn't go back the other way until after next year. Going into in the 25 season, a cap hit of a 25.8, a dead cap of 19. So if they're going to move on from Jair, it will be after 24. I don't see why in the world you would do it right now. After 24, fine, I get it. I don't see because again, if you move on from Bakhtiari, you're saving like, what, $19 million or whatever the case may be. You're not saving any money. You're costing yourself money on the cap by moving on from Jair right now. Yeah, and you have the perfect partner right now for David Bakhtiari, too. I mean, you call the Jets. They're going to do, I mean, Aaron's running the team. And what do they need right now? Offensive line help. Who's one of the best pass protectors when he's actually healthy for three games? Right. David Bakhtiari. Yep. So that's a done deal, man. I'd be shocked if he went anywhere other than New York, and I'd be shocked if he was in Green Bay. They, they, were, they were number two in pass rush win rate as an offensive line. Like, that's why they beat the Cowboys, man. All the Cowboys could do was get after the quarterback, and Green Bay has the second-best offensive line at protecting the quarterback in the whole league, and that was makeshift. That was with guys that we don't even like having to fill in at times. There's no reason to bring David Bakhtiari back. There is a reason, like you said, to bring Jair back. Also, who knows, man, a lot's changed in the last 24 hours now. Maybe Jair was like, I can't play in this Joe Barry nonsense defense anymore. I don't want to play in this defense anymore. I don't want to be known. Like, I don't want to be a part of the reason that we never, ever, 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 ever do anything in the playoffs anymore. I want out. And then he wakes up this morning 
and gets a phone call from Brian Gutekinds or just sees it like we all saw it and sees Joe Barry out. I mean, he probably knew Joe Barry was out. But, you know, there's, I think there's a lot to come into play here because the, dude, the new guy, let's say it's um, – Let's, I don't know, let's say it's Jim Leonard, you know, and we finally get our way. We finally get something good in Green Bay. And he's like, yeah, we're, we need Jair Alexander. To run my scheme, I need a shutdown corner. I don't like anybody in this draft. And rookie corners are never good right away. I mean, sometimes they're good right away, you know, but rarely. <laughs> Not as good as Jair. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need this guy. And then Green Bay patches this thing up. Or he was just showing, and he's heading to, uh, you know, vacation today. He's going to Cabo, and he was like, with his boys and he's like, yo, check this out. And he just posted that on Instagram and now he's on vacation on a beach and he's going to check his phone before dinner and they're going to laugh about it. That could also happen. Like the social media stuff. I'm glad that I grew up when I did, to be honest with you, man. Like, and I like sports. Like I love sports when I did, when it was like, you know, the Leroy and Favre era, like, you know what I mean? Like imagine, imagine uh, after the season, right? We lose to the Broncos, and Leroy gets on Twitter, and, he, and he's posting his locker like, thanks, Green Bay Nation. And then we're all freaking out like, oh, is, is he going to retire? No, you could know, you imagine the social media videos of Brett Favre out partying, of people getting him on tape doing That's stuff? Like, oh, my God. Dude, every year, 20, from, from, uh, you know, from, from age 28 to age 42, Brett will get a few cocktails in him, get on TikTok, Y'all uh, want to say that it's been real in Green Bay. He'd be all of this feeling. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a good thing we didn't have social yep. media, man. But, yeah. I'll, again, I want Jair back, but if you don't want to be there or if they don't want him there, then whatever. But you gotta you got to replace him because I don't like any of these corners. I, I think Stokes is, is a bust. I think Stokes should be gone. I mean, he's, he's never going to be healthy ever again. And that's a pretty devastating injury to come back from. And then he came back and he just – didn't look good, and then he got hurt again. So, um, yeah, like Valentine, like yeah, they, they they need like a man. They need they need like five corners, two safeties. I keep talking about these pass rushers. They might not be able to draft any pass rushers. No, they need so corners the more I and think safeties. About it, you yeah. better you better patch up whatever's going on with Jair. I, I know that he wasn't great last year, and I know he makes a lot of money, but consider the alternative, man. Like, I agree. I don't want to go back to the days. I don't want to go back to the days of Ladarius Gunter. Covering our covering uh, Julio Jones in playoff games. No, I'm with you. I, I totally agree. <laughs> Figure it out and batch it up, and he's got to be here uh, next year. That that then that does not mean you don't draft a couple of corners just because you got Jair patched up. You still draft a couple corners uh, early in this draft, and hopefully you hit on one of them uh, at this point. He is Ryan Horvath. Check him out at MGM tonight weeknights, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Listen to him on your Odyssey app. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Check out all the fun stuff I do over at 12:50 a.m. TheFan.com. We'll be back at it. Do it again on Friday. Have a good one. Toodles!